0: Hey, everybody, welcome in to the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. If you didn't know by now, Total Beverage is delivering beer, wine, and liquor to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge to Erie. For a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off your $50 or more purchase on their website and on their app. Use the promo code BSN10 to save $10 off your $50 or more order when you download the Total Beverage app or go to TotalBeverage.com today. Now let's jump into the show.
1: This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. going to work crisscrossing with Jost, right in, turned out by Charlie. That was a one-on-two. And Jost, McKinney.
2: The best Avalanche coverage in Denver. And welcome to the BSN Avalanche podcast. Coming to you live today. Thirsty Thursday, as might call it, from Bender's Bar and Grill, the very best sports bar in all of Westminster, Colorado, the best hockey bar subset of that. Six-framed, original six jerseys that I'm looking at to my left right now. I have a Claude Lemieux original game-worn jersey hanging above me. I have Avalanche banners. I have even a story that I wrote for a certain newspaper that I once worked
1: for. We got
2: Minnesota North Stars, Hartford Whalers. We got guys in maroon jerseys from like the 1920s with hockey sticks up there. Uh, Welcome, folks. Adrian Dater hosting today from Bender's Bar and Grill. Come on out here for day and night hockey specials. They've got everything under the sun you could want to eat and drink. They've also got poutine, folks. Now, let me tell you something. Poutine is on approximately 0.0001 of the menus in Colorado. It's on the menu here at Bender's. And I'd like to introduce again to our audience the person who makes it all possible here at Bender's. A former colleague of mine, longtime colleague at a certain former newspaper that we both worked at. His name is Jim Armstrong Owner, and proprietor of Bender's, Jim. Thanks for having me at the, the wonderful place you have. What's been going on? What's the uh, what's the latest on the Avs? What do you got for odds coming up on uh, on the amount? Of- <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, a month ago I thought you were covering a good team, Adrian. Now I'm <laughs> no. like,
2: what in the world? Is- take I, take
1: the Avs plus 250. I'm very, very concerned about the Avs. Very concerned. If they don't make the playoffs, heads are gonna roll
2: we uh, we can talk about this yeah the avs are uh, one night after losing another game to the minnesota wild they have the worst record in in the league since december 3rd jim uh, the worst
1: uh, i'm not surprised
2: i mean you watch some of the Let's... games what's your what's your take
1: on what's going on I, I i don't know what to think i mean they've been i mean i don't know what else they can do now the goaltending's fallen apart they've been tweaking the lines uh, i mean and this we sit in here at benders and we don't have hockey fans that come in here. We have hockey zealots. We have hard (laughs) core life and death hockey fans and they sit in here and analyze every line, everything that's going wrong. I mean, it's all I hear about anymore, but frankly, it's shocking. I mean, think about two, three weeks into the season, they were being painted out, painted as, look out, this is the up and coming team. McKinnon's arrived, this and that, everything's going well for the abs and... It, it's just seemingly a matter of weeks, and it's just all falling apart. I, I don't know how they're going to turn around. I really don't.
2: Well, I mean, the only thing that saved them is they've, they're still in the second wild card spot in the in the Western Conference. So they're right on the line as we enter the All-Star break. They don't play again until next Saturday. They have not only the All-Star break coming up, but a bye week that every team gets. So this is their bye week coming up. Uh, they've got a lot of time to contemplate this, but... The only thing that saved them from not being in the top eight is a lot of the teams right next to them have been losing too. I mean that really happens in the West Conference where teams lose a lot together. Uh, but it's happened, so they're still in the playoffs if the season ended today. Thirty-two games to get it right, but you're right. I don't. So I'm not feeling the too good. Or the they, they would. Well, well, they they would better uh, root uh, in the season ending
1: today. Yeah. <laughs> get the All
2: Star break. Right. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, Gary Bettman has other ideas. Uh, but yeah, it's you know we're going to talk more of in this and podcast. And I'll refer to you, Adrian, on what the heck they can do
1: at the trade deadline. Uh, yeah, maybe they need a veteran presence that they could bring in here and get for relatively cheap. Maybe no. a guy at the end of his contract, something like that. I mean, uh, they need to shake things up somehow.
2: They they are not going to trade any of their prized young assets. No draft picks. No top prospects. There aren't going to be any. Uh, Isn't
1: there a team out there that might want to unload the last few months of a big contract? Of
2: course so, there are. Yeah, there's always a handful of guys like that. But but they're also going to want something for them, you know. And the Avs aren't going to give up prospects yet. I mean, they're going to be patient another year. They have a couple prospects that are going to be playing probably within a couple months, maybe even Connor Timmins, Cale McCarr, two prized defensemen. And I'm going to talk more about McC- <clears throat> Timmins and what's going on with him and probably in the next segment. Uh, and then they have the first-round pick that they own of the Ottawa Senators, which would still likely be a lottery pick. The season ended Seemingly today. Seemingly a great trade, but we'll see. It's it's been a very good trade, basically. I mean, Matt Duchene has had a better year than he did, you know, last year, and he's a pretty good player right now. So How about this? Here's what I've been thinking. How about what do they need most on this team forward-wise? They need a number two center, right? What is Matt Duchene a number two center? Who's going to be an unrestricted free agent this summer? Matt Duchesne. Why not make bygones be bygones and go out and sign him? Stranger things have happened. Yeah, have, have. I mean, yeah, how many times have you heard
1: players say, hey, it's a business, you can't make it personal? Well, right. of course, GMs, coaches, players, they do make it personal. Uh, they're around each other all year long. Familiarity breeds contempt, as the old saying goes. Yeah. So things can go south. But, yeah, I mean, if the money's right... He's exactly what they need. I,
2: I wouldn't see any issues in the locker room. Well, I think there might have been if this trade would have been earlier, but I don't think players have the luxury of talking about locker room chemistry century, when you're not in the playoffs.
1: 21st century athletes get over themselves Exactly,
2: real fast. exactly, know. exactly.
1: They don't expect to spend their entire career with one team. You, they, you just don't see that anymore. No. Yeah. So today's athletes are different than they were in the previous generation, and if it's like, hey, if he can help us, there won't be one guy with an issue in that locker room.
2: Yeah. Now Duchene may feel like he got screwed over by the Avs somehow, and he may not ever want to sign here. And that part I don't know. I if, did and talk to him. If the man, money's right, he's gonna forget about. Yeah, the he's real gonna quick. forget <laughs> Exactly. And he loved the Avs as a kid, and he's, you know, he's. And if the money's right, not? I mean. And did Burton? I mention and if the money's right? Hey, listen, yes, I know it. I mean, how many times did Liz Taylor and uh, Richard Burton get back together, right? I mean, you know, reconciliations happen. This is this is no biggie, this is you know, get back together, things can still work out, I think. I do. I think that this is a... Are you thing- officially on the soapbox about this? I am a Duchesne little bit. back to the Yeah, abs? I am, because it wouldn't cost well, there, them anything. would be see? a
1: mutiny at Bender's, by the way, just so you know. <laughs> There's this contingent. I won't mention any names. <laughs> There's a real-life contingent here of guys. They were like, get rid of Duchesne. Yeah. They were just tired of okay. his act. But you know what? Again, even they'd get over it. I, I think clear need, guy they're familiar with, uh, yeah. a-, a very good player. I don't know if you'd say ever say, great. I don't know if he's ever been the player they thought he was gonna be, but
2: yeah, I a don't, Very good player. A very good player. I don't think you would say they weren't term great either, but uh, you know, he's yet to sign with Ottawa. Uh, his agent met last week with with the team, and they don't, they still don't have a deal. Uh, eight years, 64 million is the rumored price tag. That's eight million a year for those of us who still didn't flunk math. Which you know, 8 times 8, 64.
1: Uh, problem with that is you give him that money, and then your other big young stars yeah. a year or
2: two later yeah. Yeah, come to go. the end of their deals. <laughs> what
1: you, what I, are you going to give McKinnon if you give I just, him
2: 64? I just thought of that. <laughs> yeah, uh, scratch that. That's up. trouble. Well, McKinnon can't be a free agent, though, for another four years. Yeah, but so still. He's locked into his deal at 6.3. You know, that's all he can make, and you can't renegotiate. On the the poor guy. I know, the poor guy. <clears throat> uh, but, no, I got a family to support, like uh, <laughs> Latrell
1: Sprewell. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> He's got that yacht in the Milwaukee Harbor, burns up a lot of gas.
2: <laughs> Jim, I know you've, you've seen, you know, you were a sports writer starting at what year and what age? I know it goes would be
1: back. 1978. I was a snot-nosed 21-year-old punk. 21. Wow. I still am a punk, but now I'm just a little older. For which paper again? Uh, that would be the uh, bastion of journalistic excellence, known as the Janesville Gazette, home okay. of uh, the Speaker of the House.
2: Okay. Nancy, that's where she's from. Former Speaker. Of oh, the okay. House. oh, okay. Former, oh, okay. Former that former guy. Speaker. Oh, right. Okay. 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 That guy. All right. Mr. Ryan. Does yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Paul Ryan. I was going to say, Bonner, uh, what's his name? Bonner? Bonner? What the hell? I can't. He's made such an impact on my life. I can't remember his name. The old guy. <coughs> We're not here to talk politics. Yeah, we're not here to talk right, politics. Right, Adrian? Because right, I right. know
1: if I leave the window open,
2: you will talk. <laughs> no, I won't. I, I actually, no, I won't. I hate politics, no. Uh, you hate politicians. Yeah, well, yeah, I think a I lot know of know which one specifically? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you'd be surprised at how uh, maybe I've evolved politically. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we're not talking politics. 1970, I remember you were saying you covered the Milwaukee Brewers right out of college. I mean, the first job. Their I still World love the series about against the Cardinals. Yeah, 82. you covered the 1982 Brewers. I did. Wow. I did. Unbelievable. I did. He would have won the knew, World Series easily if not for Pete Vukovic's bad arm, right? He had a torn rotator yeah. and Raleigh Fingers had a torn yeah. uh, muscle yeah. in his
1: forearm. He lost, they lost both of Vukovic's. But here's the story of that World Series. Oh my God, we're getting off track. No, here. no, it's the story of that World Series. And a reason I've always said Don Sutton was at best a borderline Hall of Famer. Yeah. A numbers accumulator, if yeah. you will. They brought him in, if you remember, oh, yes, for the I stretch do. drive that I year. Do. One for one reason. Win us the World Series. He lost twice in the World Series to the immortal Cooperstown bound or not, John Stuper. That's right. Remember that name? Yeah. Sutton squared off against John, John, John Stuper Twitter. Twice. S- no. Stuper. Oh, John Tudor was a different guy. Oh, this, that's John's see, stupid. you just made my point.
2: Oh, I didn't know. I forgot was, about Tudor. He just
1: had a flash in the pan, and he beat Sutton twice in that World Series. Oh no, I and forgot Now I'm about rambling. That. And get off my lawn! Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jim, we worked at a certain newspaper together, probably for what twenty, twenty-something years. On this, oh, I, uh, I can say okay. Post, I guess I can say it. Yeah, I yeah. guess I can say it. Voice of the Rocky Mountain. Empire. I'm weird. Like you know me, I'm, I'm, I was never a very uh, pacifistic competitor, though, as you may recall. I was, I was, I used to get so mad when I'd see the Rocky Mountain News sold out at the at the checkout stand at King Supers or something, or let's say a box of theirs was empty and ours was had papers in it. That I would always take a... You know, I'd always have a couple bucks, usually, in my pocket. So I would take those $2 and buy eight copies of the Post. However many it took to to sell as many quarters as I had in my pocket. Because <laughs> I would get so upset that the Rocky Mountain News was selling maybe more that day. That That's how nutty the I used to
1: foot soldier <clears throat> in
2: the newspaper war. And I got treated so well at the end of for all my loyalty. But anyway, that's a dollar show. Uh... Yeah, back to the as. I'm worried. I'm definitely worried. See, I think you've seen teams when they lose chemistry uh, somehow, some way. What what? do you think is the number one? All teams do it for two, three, four
1: games. It happens. You have little lulls in the schedule where you're just not playing well. It's not clicking. This this is two months now. Somebody has a minor injury or two here. It happens. You know, you don't get through 82 games without stuff happening. You don't just. It's not a hey. We're starting to have success. It's this linear ascension into being a great team. No, there's ups and downs, peaks and valleys, ebbs and flows. But Adrian, it's gone on too long. Yeah. yeah. This isn't a week or two. This has gone on too long. This team's got issues, and I do believe. And again, I, I don't. I'm not privy to one thing, other than I know Joe Sakic He's a hell of a competitor. He ain't gonna watch this much longer without making some kind of move.
2: Well, I do think that there will be some kind of move. I mean, the 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 thing that i think could still happen that may make a big quote unquote trade is trading tyson berry for a forward uh, because well, if they know, have replacements you, if you know, you got a young defenseman coming up well so they do and that's that's still something that i monitor almost every day and here trying to hear what's going on i still think it's going to be I think it's going to be a last-minute kind of trade if the Avs do it because I think they're going to wait till the very last day to see what their record is yeah. to see what they really need. And you still have over a month for that to happen. February 25th is the trade deadline. Yeah,
1: and I've seen it before. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it is very scary it's gone on this long. But you can write the ship. Yeah. But yeah. you say Tyson Berry and... I I could envision him not being a piece of the quote-unquote core here for years to come. That doesn't shock me. But you've got extra draft choices, extra draft uh, inventory, if you will. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if they want to make something happen, the, the other side of the equation is a veteran guy that Joe Sackig might be in love with may become available at the last minute. His team may be looking at it going, hey, we're not playing very well. Let's see what happens three, four weeks from now. So you just don't know. Absolutely. I know there have been a lot of trades he has made in the last uh, couple of decades since they've been here
2: that have happened literally at the 11th hour. Right. That's right. And, and they, it will be so dependent on what their record is. Everything's so close. They're probably not going to be that far out of it, or they're probably not going to be that far ahead of a playoff spot. So I'm sure they're really thinking hard about what, the, for either scenario, you know, there's certain guys out there uh, that could be available. There are forwards that have some talent, but most of them are going to be free agents at the end of the year. You don't want to give up too much. This isn't the as of 1997 or 6 where they could go out and get, you know, 2001, where they could get a Rob Blake, a, a, a Ray Bork, deal off all those picks, and then try to win right now, even they just, they're not that close either way. Well,
1: Adrian, I mean, I think you got different... Talking about winning right now, well, what does that mean? I mean, I do think there's a lot to be said for the Avs making the playoffs, mm-hmm. and conversely, if they don't make the playoffs after the start they had, oh. uh, that would really, really be a tough sell in Denver for a team that, let's face it, in recent years, it's been up and down attendance-wise, not very oh, good. I know. So, I mean you got to bring in a piece so you can make the playoffs and roll the dice and say to yourself, well, uh, let's bring this guy in. We're pretty confident we'll make the playoffs. Let's see what happens once we get there. There's a lot of validity to that, even though he may not be a guy who, again, is going to be a long-term piece of the core. That's right.
2: You know, they uh – they cannot sit by and, and just say, oh, well, you know, we're still young. We're devoted. You know, a lot of these guys have been here several years now. I mean, Landis has been here several years. McKinnon's been, this is his, uh, what, fifth year, sixth year?
1: I'm looking at Landis Scott frame and, jersey. You, you, it says Calder 2012 on it. Yes, that was a while ago. It's a
2: while ago. And these guys have to learn to win at some point, you know? So well, Adrian, let's,
1: let's say for the sake of argument, they don't make the playoffs. That is a full fledged.
2: Disaster that is Armageddon for the abs. I mean, I think that they'll still have really good stuff coming, and I still think next year. I never am that kind of guy who says anything about next year. I always want to win now. Next year should be the real year that they should be better team, but and we'll get into this in the next segment. If they don't have any goaltending, doesn't matter how many guys they get if they can't stop the puck. And right now, Semyon Varlamov. Philip Grubauer can't stop a puck. So,
1: Awful, there you go there. Next year, given how much beers are
2: and, and how you much can't, tickets are. You can't go out and draft a goalie that easily. You can't go out and trade for a goalie very easily. You have to just hope. If you draft a goalie, they usually take four, three to four or five years to develop. They don't They don't have a goalie in the system that they've really the developed. The
1: thing is you can't, in today's sports world, given the economics of it all, and... and Players get hurt. This happens. That happens. Um, I mean, look at Duchesne. You never even know O'Reilly. You want to go down that list yeah. of guys who you think maybe woulda, coulda, shoulda still be here, but they're not because, shall you know, we say, stuff happens. Yeah. You can't assume your core is going to stay together for the next three, four, or five years. You just don't know. No. You can't pay all these guys. At some point, somebody's going to be grumbling about his contract, and that's just, that's just. I guarantee
2: it's going to happen with this oh, team in the next few years. Yeah. Well. You know, as Avs fans know, Miko Rantanen's contract is up after this year. Uh-huh. He's not a free agent, but he's going to get market value. And right now he's the second leading scorer in the league. Really? I didn't notice. And uh, he's 21 years old with a lot of talent, skill, and size. So, yeah, he's going to get paid. Well, they That's going to be at least to. $8 million a year. They have to keep him. Yeah, they no, they they, they will keep him. They They can't realistically even let him go. He has no place to go. He's a restricted free agent. I mean, some team could make an offer sheet for them, but then the Avs have the right to match. And, they're, uh, and if they don't, they get, like, five first-round draft picks or four or whatever the number is now. Too many picks in they today's... They got
1: enough draft picks. <coughs> they need <laughs> wins. <laughs> <laughs> they need two points <clears throat> tonight.
2: All right, we're going to step aside here for our first break. Uh, Want to uh, remind everybody to come on out to Bender's Bar and Grill here and the promenade in Westminster... Right across from the uh, fantastic shopping mall over there with the uh, stores, the movie theaters. Uh, you got a Wesson Hotel right here. That's that's a really nice hotel also. But Bender's is tremendous. Uh, I got fat heads over here. I got, uh, looks like uh, Joe Sackic. And who's that guy on the lefty? Yeah, I can't see his actually, face. you know who that is? Yeah, who's that? It, Duchesne. Oh, that's <laughs> Matt my Duchesne. <laughs> Duchesne's actually – we have it, three of them. You can't see the one. <laughs> Duchesne's still
1: up. Okay. That's kind of his uh, lasting legacy. I'll get a picture Joe of Joe actually signed his. Joe oh, did? Joe's been known to come in here a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, we've had – through the years, we've had every big name Avs player has been in here one time or another. Oh, I didn't – not spend in a bunch of times. Not, not cool. last year or so. I'm not sure I've seen anybody. Foot's been in here a whole bunch
2: of times, really. Patrick Wa back in the day. Oh, wow. Oh, cool. Patrick came in here. Oh, oh, yeah. That's cool. I didn't know that. That's, uh Patrick Wa. tell you any good stories back in the day? I haven't seen him in years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I tried to see him in Quebec because he's coaching there again. And I was back in Montreal for a game and I, I put in all the requests and everything. Nothing crickets. I don't, I don't think his relationship with the Denver, anything Denver related was too keen in his mind anymore. Uh, so anyway, all right, we're going to step aside here, come back to segment number two, talk some more avs. I want to talk a little bit about some trade rumor that popped up today on a nationally prominent columnist who uh, said that Nikita Zdorov may be on the trade block. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about Connor Timmins, And uh, I know I talked to his uh, doctor the other day. Uh, while I can't divulge truly confidential patient information, uh, and he didn't give me that anyway. Uh, I can give you some background on what I think is going on based on my talk with him and uh, how they treat people with uh, with brain injuries now. So stick around and come on back to the next segment. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, brought to you by Bender's Bar & Grill.
0: Green Mountain Dental has a long-standing tradition of being one of Lakewood's best family dental care offices been a patient since i was three which is in 1974 you know my parents myself and now my children all go there it's just a great place to be very positive
2: experience with them
0: definitely new patients can receive free teeth whitening trays when they schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam also all colored sport mouth guards start at just 25 dollars the doctors will you, um, ask you how your family is doing, you know, just very f- friendly and family oriented. It's just very comfortable to, to be there. That's GreenMountainDentalGroup.com.
2: And welcome in to the second segment of the BSN Avalanche Podcast. I'm your host today, Adrian Data, As they used to call me in New Hampshire. You spell my, my name uh, backward. It actually says uh, Nerda Retad, which some, some people used to call me. So there you go. There's a little fun history for you in my politically incorrect days as a youth in New Hampshire. Uh, we're going to talk this segment about <clears throat> some stuff going on. I know you guys are a little curious. Today, Elliot Friedman's 31 Fonts uh, written uh, blog, I guess you call it. Uh, mention an Avs trade rumor today. And first of all, I highly recommend uh, reading anything Elliot Friedman writes and listening to his 31 Thoughts podcast with Jeff Merrick. I mean, listen, uh, I try to give ourselves as much credit as I can. The, the best hockey podcast out there is 31 Thoughts uh, with Merrick and Friedman. Uh, it's not even close, really. They are really good broadcasters. Uh, I consider both of them friends. Uh, tremendous, <coughs> tremendously nice guys. Hardworking, super knowledgeable hockey guys. They just happen to be really fun to listen to as well. So we try to give you the, as much of that as we can here on the BSN Avalanche Podcast. But uh, we know we're not professional broadcasters. I try though. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm trying not to say, uh as much. I'm trying not to breathe so heavy. I do have sinus issues that folks probably should know about. I don't know if I've ever said that, but I have, I have bad sinuses, so that sounds like I'm always kind of wheezing. But I'm also out of shape, uh, so uh, that doesn't help either. Got to got to get back in the gym here. I was doing pretty good for a while and kind of let myself slip again. And the, the excuse I have is when I go out on the road, uh, I start eating too much again. The late-night food gets me. Uh, For instance, I was just on that last Avs road trip in Canada. I was there for the last three games. And I stayed in really good Airbnbs. Fantastic. Highly recommend Airbnb now. One night, I had this ridiculous basement apartment in Toronto. This really nice older couple living above me. Couldn't hear them once. Didn't make a sound. Full basement apartment. Bedroom washer dryer i even had a piano in my living room ninety dollars for the two nights that includes taxes and cleaning fees incredible but anyway since i had my own kitchen i got some food and i got myself some ribs that you can make and next thing you know i'm eating ribs at like 1 a.m writing a podcast or blog uh, you know and stuff like that from toronto that's when the big guy here starts gaining some more weight can't do that. I tried to tell myself I can't do that if you're going to start going on the road again, but it's it's too hard to avoid. I really like to eat food, too. Uh, but anyway, Elliot Freeman today spun out there all of a sudden, just kind of surprisingly, like, I think it was item number 19 in his 31 thoughts, that the Avalanche are going to listen for offers on Nikita Zadorov. Uh, now, I have not talked to Elliot since reading that. But if Elliot says it, then I'm going to pay a lot more attention to that. Um, Nikita Zdorov on the trade block would surprise me. And yet I can also think about the reasons why it wouldn't surprise me. So let's talk about this for a second. Do I think Nikita Zdorov is actively being shopped? I don't know for sure. I hadn't heard that from people that I talk to but if it just popped up recently um, then uh, then I'm going to keep following it but I he said that the Avs Alliance would be listening on offers now that's different possibly than being actively shopped obviously I mean you can always tell GMs hey well, what do you give me for this guy and you can laugh and or, or make a deal if, if you think it's a valid offer but you know for it to be out there that the Avs are quote-unquote listening implies that you know they may be thinking of moving him somehow and i i had thought that big z sort of showed that he was a pretty valuable guy on the defense when he was absent for that you know like 11 games that he missed i thought he was very much missed by the abs as far as physicality goes as far as Um, You know, some of his talents, his skills, his defensive abilities. He's played 20, I think, 24 minutes last night against the Wild. Uh, I think he's played pretty well since coming back. I mean, he's never going to be, you know, Norris Trophy winner. He's got his limitations defensively, I think, when it comes to positioning and just his overall sort of instincts, maybe defensively. Hopefully, maybe those get more and more involved, but... You know, we all know that he's got some problems at times with the puck. Puck decisions, sometimes he's a little slow on his feet around the net. But he's, you know, he comes back that first game against Toronto and he made an immediate difference, I thought, with some physical play. The odds win that game. I thought he's a a, a strong locker room presence with the team. Guys like him. He's funny. You know, he's got a personality to him. Uh, so I think he's a valuable member of the team and it would, it would guess, I guess be surprised if they wanted to move him. Uh, I know he's got it in the last year of his deal. I know there was a mini holdout last time over his last deal. And, uh, you know, he's probably going to be thinking that he's worth, I don't know, four or five million a year next contract. I mean, that's probably a little high. Five million is probably too high for what he's actually done. But if he's making 2.5 now... You know, I'm pretty pretty sure he's going to expect you know 3.5 to four on his next deal. If the Avs don't want to pay that, if they don't think he's worth it, and they're starting to listen to offers, then then that's then that's business. Uh, you know, I know that Kale McCarr and Connor Timmins are on their way. So if the Avs are taking the view that all right, we've got McCarr, Timmins to add to Johnson, you know, Gerard, uh Cole then uh, you know then I think they think they've got a pretty good top five there Um, and that doesn't include Barry because I'm I'm kind of thinking Barry's gone by next year no matter what I mean I just maybe I'll be proven wrong on that I certainly think Barry's a hell of a player and a credit to the Avs and a credit to the community but you can just see the writing on the wall folks that you know he's an he's a guy that who could? He's the only guy they can get real value back for, as far as a you know existing roster player. I think you know, and they need. It's clear they need a second line forward. Um, Tyson Jose still in Loveland. You know, Carl Soderberg, who's done very well as a second line center since coming up, but he's not a two C. I don't think. I don't think AJ. I'm sure is rolling his eyes right now, if listening if he is. That's my opinion. I don't think he's a 2C. I think he's a 3C. They need that 2C kind of guy. We've talked about Duchesne already on this. I mean, if you can go out and sign a good 2C in the summer, then great. Then great. Then you don't need to trade a Barry as much. But assuming you do, assuming those guys are going to be hard to find, assuming you got to sign your own guys like Rantan and uh, and you're trying to do things in an existing framework where you don't blow up the budget too much because you've got so many young guys that are going to come up, then I don't think you're you know, going to get a free agency 2C very easily. Um, Matt Duchesne, if you're listening and you want to come back, <laughs> give me a call. But, you know, look, Barry's the guy on a guy that could get something. A second line top forward. Um, you know, we've heard Kevin Hayes. We've heard Chris Kreider. We've heard Zuccarello from the Rangers we've heard uh, Demesnikov I don't think Tyson Berry is the. uh, I don't know Kreider would be a different story I think if you can get Chris Kreider for Berry I might do that I don't think I'd do Kevin Hayes for Berry I really wouldn't the more I talk to people about Kevin Hayes the more it's like he's you know he's 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 a trick-or-treat kind of guy you know, a lot of guys are like that in the NHL. It's tough to be real consistent in this league. It's not like basketball where top players score every night. You know, but he's been just a little too up and down for for my taste. That said, you know, if he's the, one of the best available and you've got to make a move, then maybe Barry is the guy you got to move, and you just take Kevin Hayes and see what happens. But uh, I just don't I'm not real high on that move, and I wrote that recently. So, uh, but Zadorov. I don't think they should trade him, man. I think uh, I just see him as a guy that's a little too unique with his skill set and his size. I mean, he's he's clearly an intimidating presence physically out there. Uh, I think he creates, you know, matchup problems for opponents when when they want to, you know, come down the wing and do stuff. He's there to cut that off. He's. It. I think his skating is pretty good for a big, big guy. You know, he's not blazing fast, but he's not slow. Um, offensively, he's you know got some instincts. I, I wouldn't trade him, but you know, if Elliot's putting it out there that they're listening, then uh, then uh, then I'm certainly taking that a lot very seriously as being a possibility. And we're gonna have to keep our eye on things. I think that as I told Jim, you know, this is gonna come down to the last week of the deadline, if not the last night. You know, they're gonna be. I mean, if they're seven, eight points out of a playoff spot, then, yeah, they're a seller and they're going to try to move some guys out. You know, Colin Wilson, they'll try to move out, you know. Andrew Gettle, they'll try to move out, you know. All those guys that are kind of underperforming (coughs) that, uh, you know, they're paying some decent money to, they're going to try and move out. That's just the way business works in sports, so. But Zdorov, boy, I don't know, I – they better get something good back. I mean, if 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 they're gonna trade him, they better they damn well better get that good, nice forward uh, that Barry I thought would bring instead. Because uh, you know, six foot six guys who can skate some, you know, with 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 growing, you know, abilities and learning still. He's still a kid. Let's not forget. He's what 22, 23. I think he's 22, but I I haven't checked. 22 years old, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna start giving up on him. I don't think so. I mean, I'd still think he's worth a re-sign. I would go, you know, three years, three years, 10 million for for Z. See what he says. He probably want 12. Maybe we meet in the middle, give him 10.5, 11. I, I I would do it. I mean, that's the price of poker. He's a huge defenseman who can who can play. He's got some leadership abilities, and uh, I don't want to see him go right now for this team. I think they need guys like him more than they want to get rid of guys like him so that's just me but uh, uh, so anyway Elliot maybe we can have Elliot on the pod at some point before uh, before the deadline I've had Elliot on my podcast before so pretty much all I have to do probably is ask him you know, guys like that, you don't want to bug them too much. You know, people probably say that about me sometimes, coming on their podcast, But generally, I'm always willing to come on a podcast. I mean, it's not too tough to just talk, right? So, so I'll try to give Elliot a uh, a buzz see if he'll come on. He's uh, he's never gotten big-headed about his his growing status in the, in the media world. He's a, a super nice guy. Reaches out to young young people, helps him out. So. Okay, what do we have here on the time? We've, we're getting close to our end of our second segment. So just to wrap it up, though, uh, you know, trade rumors are going to start popping popping up more out there the more you're uh, your team that's scuffling around, you know. Worst record in the league since December 3rd is naturally going to bring up more trade rumors. So, you know, be prepared, AS fans, you know, to see... To see his name out there, maybe you're going to see some other weird name out there that all of a sudden pops up. I mean, you know, obviously, could Tyson Joe's name be in rumors? Probably, right? Underachieving first-round pick who's now in the minors. I mean, definitely probably some other team that would take a chance on him. And the Az may just want to flip him for, for something, you know? So don't be shocked if you see his name. Don't be shocked if, you know, obviously you see Barry's name. Don't be shocked if you see, I mean, don't be shocked if you see Eric Johnson's name, frankly. You know, wouldn't shock me. I wouldn't trade Eric Johnson, but, you know, there's some there's some people around, you know, around the game, around the team that you occasionally hear from that he's kind of had a mediocre year. And, um, you know, I think there's some validity to that. Uh, I don't think he's had a great year. I think he was playing pretty well though before he got hurt. Thankfully, it doesn't look like that's uh, <clears throat> going to last any more than than the break. Looks like he'll be back next Saturday in an ABS uniform, uh, from what I hear. Uh, obviously, to have a any kind of you know injury is a good timing right before the All Star break with a bye week after. So, so I think we'll see him, but I, I wouldn't trade EJ. Uh, I want guys like EJ on my team. I think, you know, big guys who can skate. The defensemen. I mean, if you if you want to just casually get rid of guys like that, you better you better have the rest of it figured out. Because if you have a bad defense in this league, you ain't going nowhere fast. So, all right, we're gonna take a break here. In the second uh, segment. Come back. I'm Gonna talk more about Connor Timmins, what I think is going on. I'll talk to his doctor. I'll try to give you as much insight as I can on that. Uh, so let's come back third and final segment after this break. Uh, this is Adrian Dater coming to you from Bender's Bar and Grill where you can find poutine on the menu and hockey jerseys. And so get your ass out here and we will be right back after the break.
0: The biggest benefits of CBD are our cognitive, our neuroprotection, neuroregeneration, anti-inflammatory and then a lot of the most common situations that, that people are taking it are for pain. That is Arthur Jaffe, a former CU Buffs football player and founder of Elixinol, a Colorado-based company focused on providing the highest quality of CBD oil and hemp extracts in the world.
2: CSN Avalanche Podcast, third and final segment here on a Thirsty Thursday from Bender's Bar and Grill out in Westminster. It's a fantastic sports bar and grill located in the Westminster promenade with attached hockey rinks uh, that you can overlook as you are uh, indulging in tremendous fare from their kitchen as well as beverages from their Really long and big round bar in this establishment, run by my pal Jimmy Armstrong, who I worked with for 25 years at the Denver Post. There I said it. Uh, so, come on out. I want to remind listeners here: get your, uh, tell your friends about our BSN subscription sale going on right now. You can get a discounted subscription for a year, $29.99 comes out to two dollars and a couple pennies a month but also if you do it right now you can get 50% off our locker store that has all our great t-shirts and gear merch gear including our latest creation the finisher t-shirt with Miko Randon his number 96 jersey finishing off another score with his uh, patented release uh, lefty release shirt it's called the finisher check my Twitter feed at a for the latest details on that I've got a pinned tweet where you can get the details on that alright let's continue on here and I'm gonna switch gears and talk about what's going on with Connor Timmons and I think folks you're gonna like this segment Connor Timmons the second round pick from last year who Suffered a concussion in May in the playoffs, playing for the Sault Ste. Marie Grainhounds in uh, the OHL playoffs. Has not played since that May day. And uh, it's been a huge worry to all involved about him. You know, anytime you go about six months with a concussion, you're 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 really, you know, pushing the boundaries of uh, a worry there. Uh, but... The latest news that I have is that, and this isn't a secret for anybody who reads our stuff and reads my Twitter feed, and J's and Jesses, that uh, things are on the mend. He's practicing pretty much daily. He has not taken contact yet, though, so a couple hurdles remain. Take contact and prove that you can play also in a... They'll probably have to simulate this at first, but play in front of bright lights and big noise. you know, when you have a concussion, and your symptoms include, you know, they often include sensitivity to light and noise. So, you know, he's been practicing all the time, though, in his hockey gear in a big, bright arena with lights on. Hasn't been a big crowd that he's done in that, but, uh, you know, that's that's something they could simulate, probably, in a, in a uh, you know, speakers and stuff. And uh, after that, it should be good to go. I mean, um, look, I talked to his agent, Anton Thun, who base in toronto it used to be mike Ricci's agent way back in the day um, you know he's he's telling me that he's expecting to see you know connor timmons in an eagles uniform like no later than february which is right around the corner so you know that's great news right i mean we actually could see connor timmons in an eagles uniform within too too long here now i think What's going on is he's going to go back to Canada for this break. He's that includes, I think, much of the bye week. So we're not. He's back home in uh, Canada, I think, right now. Um, you know, pretty much all hockey activities have to be ceased by uh, by NHL teams during these bye weeks. Uh, no official activities until they come back. This is a scheduled thing with the NHLPA had on the last CBA that teams get a bye week. That means they can do whatever they want so he's gonna be back home though probably just uh probably doing what he's doing now skating every day and working out and when he comes back i think that uh, they're officially gonna you know throw him back in the pool and see how it happens you know um put on the regular jersey take some hits see what happens go from there It'll probably be a couple three days that he's you know doctors are going to want to see how that how he responds to that you know a lot of things are so delayed when it comes to concussions i think and i'm not a doctor but you know i've talked to doctors including one i'll tell you about in a second that you know you can't just take a hit at a practice and say you don't feel anything right away and say you're good to go you've got to wait you know a day or two to see how the body really responds the brain really responds so <clears throat> so i think it's all going to happen though when this this break is over uh, and that's great the uh You know if all goes well i would expect him to be playing with the eagles could he play for the Avs still yeah he could he could i mean they could call him up um also so many questions to be answered still how he plays is number one how's how's his timing can he play at this level you're talking about a kid who still has not played at the nhl level and he's still really young so i would be surprised if he played for the avs this year but you know certainly nothing's out of the question (laughs) So, I talked to his doctor the other day. Uh, His name is uh, Jeffrey Kutcher. He's a renowned neurologist from, uh, works in Brighton, Michigan. So, I think he's a Red Wing fan, but it's okay. He is the concussion uh, specialist for the NBA. He's he's on the NHLPA Board of Advisors. Um, He does not have an official role with the NHL. But he told me that he's consulted with roughly seven or eight hundred hockey players in his professional career treating concussion and brain injury. And Connor Timmins is one of his clients right now. Um, so while I did not talk to him specifically about Connor, I did talk to him the other day about, you know, what guys need to go through and how they're being treated these days and what, what what needs to happen to be fully, you know, certified to go back on the ice. And, uh, um, you know, basically, you know, the, the biggest takeaway, though, really is <laughs> every case is different. He said that you're never going to eliminate concussions, that the brain is just way too difficult and, and vulnerable thing to just – ever have a foolproof way of preventing concussions as long as there's contact by big grown men uh, hitting each other there are going to be concussions the question is how you treat them Um, you know one of the things I you know I learned that is you know without quoting them directly or anything it's it's still it seems like the NHL still has a ways to go when it comes to the protocol of how concussions are diagnosed, and, and also more importantly, who's doing the diagnosing? Are they a, a really uh, are they a real neurologist who really knows the brain, and how to treat it, and, and uh, or are they neuropsychologists, guys who can just read, you know, uh, an EKG or uh, read or look at a brain scan and, and and, but, or just do punch-by-the-numbers kind of protocols that maybe don't really treat the actual problem very well. Uh, I think I used an analogy with him that he kind of said was accurate. It was like, you know, you know there's a lot of guys you could change your oil at the car dealer, but, you know... When you really get under the hood, can they really fix the deep problems when that are wrong with the engine? Well, no. A lot of them can't, and maybe some of the too many of the people doing the diagnosing of concussions in the NHL are guys who just kind of, uh, you know, oil change guys instead of the real guys, the guys, and mechanics that can go down there and really fix what's wrong. So, you know, that's that's uh, you know, there's a lot of politics involved when it comes to. Sports and liabilities and concussions and doctors and who's on what payroll and you know lawsuits. As we know, I'll know there's still an ongoing uh, concussion lawsuit by ex-players toward the NHL. That definitely plays a role in all this stuff. I think the average settlement for a player who take part in this uh, settlement, the latest is twenty-two thousand uh, dollars per player. I don't really have an opinion one way or the other about that or what's going on. I just know that that's what's been reported. Uh, you know, um, but I think it clouds everything. As far as what I could gather, you know, politics and who's in control and who, what lawyers in control or what sort of still dictating concussion policies, not only in the NHL but probably some other sports too. So he, uh, he's an interesting guy. He's definitely got a full schedule. about 15 minutes with him on the phone he uh you know it from what i hear you know the only thing that timmons has right now occasional migraines maybe and that sounds bad but i think they've been pretty temporary and i also think that they don't think that they these migraines are uh you know really related to the concussion necessarily and that there's ways to treat the migraines better that they probably hadn't done before and uh, so it just seems like everything's optimistic about and Let's hope so. And this, you know, I think we've built him up sort of like he's going to be some kind of savior or something. I mean, let's, let's keep our realistic expectations here on this kid. He's, uh, he's never played in the NHL. He did have a great tournament for Canada in the World Juniors a couple years ago. And that's what really boosted his stock. But the Az liked him enough to take him in the second round. And uh, they really, really were happy that he was available, I remember, in that pick. And uh, so he's a big part of their future, I think. And, uh, you know, let's hope that the concussions are gone. You know, I am always worried about a guy that's had a concussion Past though. I mean, you're always worried about that next hit, right? But from what I can gather from the doctors and stuff, once they're healed, once they're fully healed, your your odds of getting another one sh- really aren't any more than a fully healthy guy. But, if one should occur, sometimes those symptoms can be worse and last longer than the guy who hadn't had one before. But again, it's kind of, you know, it's like, it's, it just seems like there's so much uncertain stuff still. All these doctors are just seems like they're only at the beginning stages of trying to treat these things really uh, like I, but like I said you're never going to eliminate concussions entirely they, 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 you can lock yourself in a bubble if you want and not, never get hurt but <laughs> that's not the way life goes so it's, uh, it's great news though that he's back and doing what he's doing and let's just hope for the best that's, that's kind of what I had on uh, Timmons he, uh, I definitely, if he's not in a Colorado Eagles uniform by February then some, then there's some other setback, basically. So that's that's the way it goes. And uh, so, uh, Eagles, you know, Tyson Joe's still there. I mean, uh, gosh, you got quite a, you get k- kind of a good roster there in the Eagles. Pretty soon, <laughs> if uh, T- Timmons is there and Jones is still there, maybe put your money on uh, on the Eagles in the AHL playoffs and so maybe. Although Pavel Francouz, though, today was said to miss the All-Star Game, the AHL All-Star Game, because of an injury. I don't know what that injury is, so I apologize for that. It just happened today. Um, don't know. I don't know how serious or not serious it is, and uh, I'll try to find out. But uh, that just happened, like, a couple hours ago, that they announced he won't be at the All-Star Game and for the AHL. So, uh, wow. Um, hope uh, Hope nothing too serious here haven't heard that it's devastating or anything nobody's told me that usually when something's really awful or big i'll find out somehow i guess that's my built-in advantage of covering a team for 25 years is people who tend to be in positions of power somehow i'll find out from one of them or one of their friends so there you go just uh, finishing up here i've got uh definitely a bigger crowd building here around me since i walked in i walked in at the uh, opening hours here four o'clock here uh at benders now we've got a pretty full contingent around me so i was thinking about having one of them on but uh we're gonna leave them alone let's see we're hitting the 49 minute mark uh of the pod and uh as i hold on here God, i just uh, almost had a glitch there i almost turned my phone off I know I haven't been on in a couple weeks. <clears throat> Some of it's been travel. Uh, a lot of it's circumstances. We're all kind of running around, all three of us, a lot. It's sometimes hard to be at the same place at the same time. Uh, but uh, we still give you a podcast five days a week here at BSN Denver. And uh, that's five times more than anybody else gives you. So we, uh, we we hope you still like what we're doing. Tell your friends about us. We uh, we need your support if I want to keep going on those Airbnb road trips. Uh, need a few dollars for it. Like I said, I'm saving you guys money. You're definitely not seeing the dater here, you know, going out for $300 dinners at Morton's or something like 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 I have done a couple times, believe it or not, back in the day. Not that just for me, but yeah, I can tell you a couple of tales on the road. A couple couple nights out with the boys uh, at expensive restaurants. I seem to recall a night in Minnesota many years ago i think it was a playoff series me woody page terry fry mark kisla i think mike chambers might have been another guy there too i think we 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 drummed up a pretty nice tab at uh, i believe it was a morton's or one of those one of those oak paneled steakhouses maybe another chain so uh the bean counters the bean counters uh Probably weren't too happy that night, but uh, I never was told to pay anything back. So yeah, I'm talking several hundred dollars here for dinner, and libations or whatever else might have been there. So, uh, but no, cheap, cheap, cheap ass daters on the road. No man, I'm telling you, uh, I buy my own groceries when I'm at my Airbnb. I like to cook for myself, so I did that. God, I had this fantastic. Let me tell you about this place in Ottawa that I had. It was actually at a place called Saint Jean, Quebec. Saint Jean, is it? Right on the border of the Quebec Ontario line, there near Ottawa. Oh my god, such a fantastic place! It was like 50, 40 bucks a night. And I get my own bedroom, I get my own everything was there. There was no people in the place, it was basically people who ran out their uh, apartment. So I get in this place, and it's got like a swing seat in the living room where I can sit and swing and watch TV. Um, it's got Christmas lights around the swing, so it's really Christmassy. It's got this kind of like cave-ish kind of feel but in a good way like you're you're just in a real shelter in a way like with these lights above and 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 a swing and lights above you and and then i've got this fantastic kitchen that was stocked with so much stuff so much stuff that was left over from previous guests it was like a a cabin in the mountains where everybody kind of leaves what they have and for the next person this was exactly that I had, like, a massive freezer full of food, like a huge thing of that Costco pre-done bacon, right, that's pre-cooked. And you just peel off the strips, heat them up for, like, five seconds in the microwave, and you're good to go. So I had one of those. I had, like, several, several, several sips of that bacon. Um, You had every spice in the world they're waiting for. you. You had rice left over. You had... Food, you had um, 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 crackers and cookies and dip and, and it, all this stuff, and it's like part of the place. And so, I had already come in with my own groceries. <coughs> I cooked hamburger, rice, and Brussels sprouts that I make. I love Brussels sprouts. I have, I cook them in a way that Kiss frontman Paul Stanley did. Uh, came up with his own recipe for it. And being the Kiss fanatic that I am, still. Immediately copied that recipe and I've been making it ever since. Basically, it's, you steam the Brussels sprouts, cut them in half, steam them for about a half an hour, uh, f- then fry them up in a lot of olive oil, um, a lot of garlic, uh, put some prosciutto or bacon in there, let that sizzle as well, put the put the Brussels sprouts in there, grill them over the, a good strong fire for you know 10 10 15 minutes. And put some red pepper flakes in there. Then you, when they're just about done, browned on all sides, sprinkle some Parmesan Reggiano cheese over that. Oh my God, guys, seriously, you gotta try this. So damn good. Maybe put them in the, bacon, in the oven for a few minutes too, to just kind of bake it for about five five minutes, about 400 degrees. Take it out of the pan. Don't 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 put your raw hand on the pan handle like I did once, and basically. Burn my hand off! Don't do that. Get a pot holder. Take the pan out. Voila. Bon appetit. You'll be thanking me so much, folks, for this. Do this Brussels sprout recipe, a la Paul Stanley. But I, I made the hamburger rice Brussels sprouts, and what a fantastic night I just had, just sitting there, hugely, like massively cold out, like minus 15 degrees outside, like snow, ice everywhere, total Canada atmosphere. But I just had my warm little abode for 40 bucks a night. Making my own food. Um, just sort of peeking my life, my own life into their life. You know, books, magazines, stuff left over from previous guests. Fantastic time. One of the best nights I've had on the road in a long, long time. Just sitting by myself enjoying the surroundings. Used to be I'd have to have a lot more entertainment than that. to have to call it a good night. No more, no more. Just give me a good give me a good oven, some Brussels sprouts. Uh, TV that works, a shower that works, a bathroom that works, and I'm good to go. So anyway, all right. Well, I'm gonna finish it up here. I think this has been it for the BSN Avalanche podcast on a thirsty Thursday from Bender's Bar and Grill. Come on out, check out their great drink and food specials. They are gonna have a Super Bowl party here. My buddy Jim, Jim, did we Jim did we decide on a free appetizer yet, or or a free dessert? Take Take your choice. All right. BSN Avalanche, BSN Denver listeners out there, come on in to Bender's on Super Bowl Sunday. My man Jim here is throwing out the offer of one free appetizer or a free dessert, your choice. Just show me your BSN Avalanche subscription. Basically just flash him a BSN something or other. And you're going to get a free appetizer or dessert of your choice here at Bender's Bar and Grill. And, and folks, I just told you that poutine on the menu. So I don't need to say any more than that, all right? Get your ass out here to Benders. Come on out, do what I do. Do what all the other smart people around me are doing right now. Visit Bender's Bar and Grill. Benders at BendersBarGrill.com. On Twitter, I believe it's at Bender's Bar Grill. You will love it. For AJ Hayfley, Jesse Montano, and the rest of the BSN Denver staff. I am Adrian Dater signing off here. See you soon, folks.